0: Good morning everyone and welcome to the Wednesday, February 5th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. So good news to talk about today, guys, for sure. Um, and I should mention that myself and Cole Sheldon did the breakdown show for UFC 247 yesterday. Definitely go back and check that out. We broke down all 12 fights on the card. I'm looking forward to that card this Saturday night. John Jones, of course, defends his title against Dominic McRaeus. Let's get into today's news. So, uh, let's start with Dana White talking about Alexander Volkanovsky, what's next for him. According to Dana, it's going to be a rematch with Max Holloway, so this is going to be met with some criticism for sure because that first fight was not really close. I was at the fight, UFC 245. It only took place last month, so or two months ago, I should say now. It was, uh, in my opinion, I wouldn't say a blowout, but it wasn't super competitive. It wasn't as competitive as a lot I thought it would be for sure. I thought Volkanovsky probably won 4-1, to one, if not maybe 5 nothing. Some people thought he pitched a shutout there. He looked really good. Um, to me, it's just like, what has Max did in the last two months to make me think that this fight will go any differently? I, I don't, I don't think he's did anything different. Um, so to me, it's like I'd like to see Max get another win. In the meantime, fight someone else, especially Volkanovski. Her and he still has a broken hand. He's going to be out until the summer. So Dana White's kind of breaking news news a little bit early, like this fight's probably not going to be taking place for another four or five months, possibly even six months until his hand heals up and until the UFC's ready to poke this fight because there's a lot of cards coming up. A lot of them are already full. I talked about this with Cole yesterday. He believes that it's probably going to take place in August. So that's like, what, five, six months away from now? I mean, it's a, a while away. So to me, it's like Max in the meantime could fight someone like Brian Ortega again or, or Korean Zombie or Zabit or Yair, and, and those guys can kind of fight each other and determine who the next time we're contender is. That's the way I would have preferred it. But at the same time, Max has did a lot for the UFC. He gave Aldo the rematch when he didn't deserve it. He moved up a weight class to fight Dustin Poirier when Dana asked him to. He's done a lot. He's fought often. He's been a great champion. I just feel like when you lose a, a fight that's really not that competitive, you should probably get another win in the meantime. If it was just like a super close fight, like a split decision or – a controversial stoppage or something, I could definitely see why rematch would have be been warranted. But for me, it's like I think he should have fought someone else in the meantime. But it looks like it's going to be Lokanovsky vs. Holloway two. If I had to guess it'll headline a card in July or August, probably August. The July card looks full, unless they're going to stack that card with three title fights. It possibly could have a rematch in Vegas with these guys. But uh for me, I just feel like it would have been better to book like let's say Zabi versus Yair and Kareem versus Holloway, and the most impressive of those two winners would have got the fight with Volkanovsky, but I don't run the UFC. Moving on here, uh, Habib Nuragamadov, he was pretty critical this week in a press conference in Russia of the UFC and its decision to give Conor McGregor a fight against Don Cerrone. Basically, he said that Cerrone is just not the same guy he once was, which I think we all can agree with. He just, he really isn't. And in Habib's opinion, uh, this Is not a win that should get Conor a title shot, which we already knew, Um, but he was pretty like harsh. He just said basically, you know, Cerrone is, uh, he didn't use the words washed up necessarily, but he just basically said this guy is not the same guy he once was. He's uh, a guy who's lost a lot of his fights recently. He's been knocked out recently, and for him, it was the UFC handpicking Conor's opponent, which I think, again, a lot of us can agree with, so. I feel like Habib's criticisms were bang on. You know, in his in his opinion, there's more contenders that are well more deserving of the title shot. Guys like Justin Gaethje, for instance. Uh, of course, Habib's manager is Ali Abdelaziz, who also manages Justin Gaethje. You got to keep that in mind. But at the same time, I think we can all agree with Habib that um, there's a lot of fighters that uh, are and more, more deserving than Connor for a title shot. But again, money talks, and we know that Connor is a big draw, huge draw, the biggest draw. And, uh, you know, even though the Cerrone fight, it was impressive, but again, uh, I guess the guy who's on the downside of his career, to me, it's not a fight that really should get Garam a title shot, but I totally understand it from the UFC's point of view. But at the same time, Habib's a champ, and I can see from his point of view why he's not too happy about this and too thrilled about it, because he's a he is a guy of principle, a fighter of principle, and he believes that the most deserving guy should get the title shot, not just the guy that makes the most money. Moving on here, uh, Jin Yu Frey, who's an Invicta champion. She's the 105-pound atomweight champion in at Invicta FC. She'll be defending her belt this weekend against Ashley Cummins at Invicta FC 39, which should be a pretty good card. She wants the UFC to bring in the atomweight division, and according to Jin Yu Frey in an interview with uh, Nolan King at Junkie, she said that she's heard rumors the UFC is going to do it. So um, this is not the first I've heard about, about, about this. Uh, Cole Sheldon himself, my, my co-host here, He also mentioned this, uh, I think, like, last month when we did our bold prediction show. He said that he had heard some rumblings about this, and something we have heard for a little while now, but really no steam behind it. I do feel like now may be the right right time to to possibly bring this division in because, number one, the UFC is holding more events than ever. They need more headlining fights. I'm not saying the women's Adamant fight would headline pay-per-view, but I think it could headline a fight night card. It could co-main event a pay-per-view or a uh you'll see an espn card as well so to me there is some merit to bringing it in not only that but i feel like when they brought in that women's pound for pound ranks last week i think that was kind of like a teaser that hey like, you know they might add another division because why else would they bring in that those rankings it kind of was random right so i feel like there is something to this if that's the case there are some pretty quality fighters at 105 in the world uh like Jin free who's a very quality fighter the problem with 105 is like there's not many finishes in this division you thought women's strawweight fights going the distance a lot, wait till you see women's out at- at- weight. So to me, it could be a division where um, it, it could, could succeed, but it could also fail miserably. The one thing that's good about it is there's more fighters in this division than the women's featherweight division. Women's featherweight is more exciting. There's more knockouts, and there's fighters like Cyborg, et cetera, and those Cyborgs not in the UFC, of course. But you know, women's out at- of weight, there's some pretty good fighters in the division, very technical, and it uh, could be a good thing. We'll see what happens. If I had to guess, I, I do feel like this will happen this year at some point. I just feel like it makes a lot of sense to bring it in. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Invicta. It like feels like they don't do that many cards anymore. I could see them just being swallowed up by the UFC and all the best fighters kind of heading over. I like Invicta, promotion. It's a good feeder organization, but I feel like maybe the UFC takes the best fighters from it, brings in the Adam Lee division, and then sends the rest of the fighters that they want to keep to LFA instead. That's kind of where I'm thinking, but uh, if they keep Invicta, I wouldn't surprise me either. Dustin Poirier, he uh, he wants to fight Nate Diaz. He's been calling him for a while now, and now he's calling off for International Fight Week. He wants to fight on the Usman-Masvidal undercard. be a great fight. I mean, we knew this was going to happen uh, a few years ago. At UFC 230 it didn't end up taking place, but uh, I feel like this would still be a really good fight now. You know, a lot of people are saying Connor's going to fight Nate Diaz next, but to me, it's like Nate's coming off a loss in his last fight to Masvidal. Poirier's coming off a loss to Habib. This fight makes a lot of sense. It'd be a fun fight. You know, Poirier's been chasing these big fights, and and Nate Diaz, of course, is a big name in the sport. I think it'd be a fun fight. I I can't see any fan who would be like, oh, I don't want to watch Poirier versus Diaz. Like, this is a fight that I think a lot of fans would want to watch. So to me, it's a fight that makes a lot of sense. I'd like to see it personally. Um, I just think it's a fight that, again, makes a lot of sense. So undercard of the Maslow-Lussbaum card, I mean, why not? That makes total sense to me, and it'd be a fun fight. I don't know who I'd favor. I guess I'd favor Poirier a little bit. Nate, Nate Diaz did not look good in that last fight as well, but uh, Diaz for sure has that reach, and you can always bang guys up with his uh, striking attack and also his ground game is great. So it's, it's an interesting fight that happens. Just one fight out So today it's actually a short-notice fight. Angela Hill is uh, filling in for Hannah Goldie against Loma Luke Wimby. So Angela Hill is becoming the Donald Cerrone of this women's strawweight division. She fights really often. Last year she had four fights. And this year, she's already had two in the first two months. So this is crazy. But the UFC matchmakers obviously love her. And, uh, you know, she's someone that I've never really been too high on, never really been impressed. But I got to admit, I mean, she's really turned it around. She's definitely been impressive lately. Back-to-back Tico wins over Hannah Cyphers and Ariane Carnelosi. She looked really good. I got to give her a lot of credit. She's really turned her career around, in my opinion. She was kind of like someone that, could win fights in Invicta in that level, but once she moved to the UFC, she was losing. But now she's turned into a pretty dangerous fighter. Like, the fact she's finishing fights at women's 115, is very impressive. You don't see it that often. So, to me, like, this is a really interesting move for her to take another fight. Like, if she wins this fight, you're talking about definitely uh, Angela Hill as a potential, you know, top 10 fighter in this division, in my opinion. Anyway, she's taking on Luma Lugumi, and this is a tough fight for Angela Lugumi. is really good. She's 4-1. She's coming off a decent win over Alexander Albu. In her uh, strawweight debut she's actually an atom weight so if the ufc brings in that 105 pound division she'll probably move down to it but uh for now she'll be fighting 115 and like i said she's pretty dangerous she has a couple wins in invicta and then the win over Albu in the ufc and she's only been fighting for two years as a pro definitely an interesting fighter she's come from a striking background from a Muay Thai background this is an interesting for I me mean, angela has all the experience in the ufc of course um and she's looked great lately, but Luke Boomi is something I'm very high on. I would have picked Luke boomi for sure over Hannah Goldie. This fight's a little tougher because Angela Hill's looked really good lately, but uh, definitely an interesting fight. I can see it going either way. I guess Angela Hill will probably be favored just based on her recent record, but you can't look past Luke Bumi. It should be an interesting fight. Anyways, I think that's going to be it for today's show. Like, like like I said, once again, tune in for yesterday's podcast. Myself and Cole Sutton broke down that entire UFC 247 card. Can't wait for that event. It's going to be really good this uh, Saturday night. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at M&M Adam Martin and this podcast. And my home is MMAOddsBreaker.com. You can find the podcast on a number of different outlets, and also check me out at BJPen.com and MMARatings.net. Guys, have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the show. See ya. Bye.